Welcome to The Randy Report. I'm Randy Slavacek, your host. I'm also the writer and editor of TheRandyReport.com, where you can find me every single day on the internet reporting on the daily news cycle in terms of politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community. In this week's headlines, World Pride comes home to New York City. Donald Trump's gay spokesman says the president's anti-LGBTQ policies just don't matter to him. A South Florida LGBTQ advocacy organization accidentally honored four men accused of a gay bashing. And country music star Jake Owen gives us one more reason to believe he loves his LGBTQ fans. All that and more in this episode of The Randy Report. You may have heard about a little event called World Pride that took place this past week in New York City. Along the way, Lady Gaga dropped in on a commemoration ceremony for the Stonewall Inn, Madonna performed at the closing party, and in between was a whole lot of pageantry. At this year's ginormous Pride Parade, 165 contingents from around the world, across the country, and from every borough of the city took part in a spectacular show of love, community, and creativity. Estimated to last 11 hours before it began, the dazzling rainbow extravaganza was still going strong as the midnight hour approached, with New York City Pride organizers revising their estimated finish time to 1 a.m. or later. Consider this. With Madonna simultaneously performing at Pride Island while Deborah Cox was closing World Pride in Times Square, it gives you some indication of the fabulously creative spectacle of Pride winding through the streets of Chelsea and the village. Just some of the highlights from this year's parade, paying respects to those who were the reason for the celebration of Pride, the lead car honored two of the community's heroines, Marsha P. Johnson and Sylvia Rivera, transgender heroes who are credited with leading the charge at the historic Stonewall Riots. With New York City hosting the first biannual celebration of World Pride in the U.S., some 57 contingents brought their own creative greeting from as far away as Australia, Germany, and London, or as close to home as Nevada and Palm Springs. Many LGBTQ advocacy groups brought the pride, including the Trevor Project, which also served as one of the Grand Marshals, New York City's own LGBT Center, the Gay Men's Health Crisis, and Gala of the New York Police Department. And then, there could not have been a more ideal setting for World Pride closing ceremonies than Times Square at the crossroads of the world. As twilight fell across New York City and pride marched on down in the village, Thousands gathered for a star-studded finale to Pride Month for one last official celebration of the LGBTQ community where it all began. Grammy Award winner Melissa Etheridge took to the stage opening the evening with her brand of ferocious acoustic music which has inspired audiences for decades. The Broadway musical The Prom stopped by strutting their stuff in a celebration of Love is Love with the entire cast thrilling the audience with the show's finale it's time to dance. There were big electrifying numbers from Imnic, Spice Girl Melanie C, Saint the Pink, and Jake Shears all wowing the capacity crowd. And then, 
Appearing in a flowing white gown, Deborah Cox took the stage like a twister hitting Dorothy's farmhouse with absolutely not, and from her Broadway debut in Aida at the Palace Theater just across the street, easy as life. The five days of events were a huge success. Click over to therandyreport.com for lots of photos and video from my buddy Larry File from theoutfront.com, who wore himself out attending the events so he could contribute special There When It Happened coverage. Here's hoping everybody celebrated an awesome Pride Month. Openly gay Judd Deere lives in Washington, D.C. He has a boyfriend, attended D.C. Pride, and currently serves in the Trump White House as Deputy Press Secretary. Tasked with touting Donald Trump's policies, including those that erode LGBTQ progress, Deere recently told BuzzFeed News he doesn't care what the LGBTQ community thinks of him. He says his rise in the Trump administration is proof Donald Trump isn't homophobic. Deere told BuzzFeed, I'm completely open about who I am. These individuals that I work with in this building don't treat me any differently because I'm gay. But there is a caveat to that statement, as Deere later admits that he doesn't walk into the White House every day and say, I'm Judd Deere, I'm gay. He added that the president doesn't treat him any different because he's gay, but... Deere also copped to not knowing if Trump even knows he identifies as gay. Like former White House Press Secretary Sarah Huckabee Sanders, Deere is originally from Arkansas. He previously worked for the state's attorney general, which fought against listing both same-sex parents on a child's birth certificate, and striking down Fayetteville's LGBTQ non-discrimination ordinance was also on the menu during his tenure there. The now-departed Sanders told BuzzFeed in an email, I focused on hiring the very best people, and that's why I hired Judd. I'm proud to have him on our team to help on LGBT issues, as well as the many others in his portfolio. And speaking of helping out on LGBT issues, Deere says he has no problem with the Trump administration's policies regarding the community. His position is that none of the controversial newsmaking policies are really discriminatory. On whether a baker can turn away a same-sex couple looking for wedding cake, Deere says, yeah, that's fine. I'll just go find another cake shop that will. Regarding Trump's ban on transgender military service members, Deere says trans soldiers erode military readiness and adds that the ban was developed through extensive studies within the military by senior military officials. P.S. That's not true. As General Dunford of the Joint Chiefs of Staff publicly shared, they were surprised by the July 2017 tweets announcing the ban. When it comes to allowing healthcare providers to deny treatment to LGBTQ people based on sincerely held religious beliefs, Deere, towing the administration line, says Trump is protecting conscience rights. BuzzFeed's Dominic Holden asked Deere what Trump has done for LGBTQ Americans, and Deere points to the president's promise to end the HIV epidemic by 2030, as well as launching a global campaign to decriminalize homosexuality. Across the board, though, Deere maintains that any notion the Trump administration is anti-LGBTQ is just a smear campaign. And when it comes to how he himself might be perceived after agreeing to the BuzzFeed interview, the deputy press secretary was unfazed. He said, 
I don't go into a dark depression because somebody hates the person I work for or wants to get upset at me because they think I'm crazy for working here because it just doesn't matter to me. Talk about an oopsie. Save, South Florida's longest serving organization dedicated to protecting LGBTQ people from discrimination, is facing awkward questions after it appears to have honored four men accused of taking part in a violent attack on two gay men. I reported on the attack when it occurred in May 2018 after the Miami Beach Pride Parade. Dmitry Lagunov and Renee Kalarka were severely beaten by four men as they walked home after celebrating LGBT Pride. Surveillance cameras captured the violent beating and helped lead to the four attackers' arrests. The four men were soon arrested and charged with felony aggravated battery and could face up to 30 years in prison. The Miami Herald reported at the time that Miami-Dade prosecutors also filed enhanced aggravated battery with prejudice hate crime charges. All four pleaded not guilty to the charges and the cases are still pending. South Florida Gay News reports that at the Save Champions of Equality Gala two weeks ago on June 14th, Save Executive Director Tony Lima recognized the four men telling the crowd they were wrongly accused. In a Facebook video, Lima told Save supporters that openly gay Juan Lopez, the father of one of the men, reached out to Save weeks ago to arrange for his son to volunteer with the nonprofit. The father has maintained that his son could not have committed the violent hate crime and that he, quote, loves LGBT. Since that time, Lima says the men have each spent a few hours volunteering with SAVE, participating in tasks like data entry for the organization. Additionally, the four purchased their own tickets to the annual gala. In response, local news outlet WLRN reports that SAVE has placed Executive Director Tony Lima on paid administrative leave, suspended, while the organization conducts a thorough review of the episode. Lima has served as Executive Director for SAVE since 2013. Terry Gonzalez Chaveza, a spokesperson for the Office of the State Attorney, also issued a statement flatly denying any mistake in charging the men. Quote, the defendants in the case are not wrongly accused. Russell Cormican, a Broward County criminal defense attorney, told South Florida Gay News that the men may have decided to volunteer in an attempt at personal penance, or perhaps to put their best face forward hoping it might help their cases. SAVE also issued a statement via Facebook saying, we want to extend our deepest apologies first to the victims and equally to the community for any insensitivity that may have been conveyed on our behalf by their attendance and mention at the gala. Our number one priority is to promote, protect, and defend equality for all people, and it was never the intent of our organization to send a message that we in any way support, exonerate, or justify the actions of these individuals. SAVE went on to say that the organization is currently investigating the matter more thoroughly and promised to provide an update to their supporters and the community at large as soon as they gather all the appropriate information. BuzzFeed News, working with Whitman Insight Strategies, surveyed LGBTQ Americans to get their thoughts on a wide range of issues. Here's just some of the results. 87% believe Mayor Pete Buttigieg will face anti-gay bias in his run for the White House. 
62% say they would vote for Buttigieg in a hypothetical head-to-head matchup with Donald Trump, while former Vice President Joe Biden would garner 68% support in a race against Trump. But Senator Bernie Sanders got the highest support, with 72% of LGBTQ Americans saying they would give him their vote if he faced Trump in the general election. 83% say sex work between consenting adults should be legal. I agree. 55% of LGBTQ voters say that the Democratic nominee must be a woman, person of color, or identify as LGBTQ versus 45% who disagreed. And 60% feel it's not acceptable to out a closeted politician who supports anti-LGBTQ policies, versus 40% who agree with me that it's okay. And speaking of closeted politicians, totally not gay former Republican Congressman Aaron Schock was recently caught on video tipping a male go-go dancer at Boy Bar, a gay club in Mexico City. You might say he was caught with his hand in the cookie jar, no? The Daily Mail was first to share the video footage, which quickly went viral. The individual who recorded 37-year-old Shock at the nightclub told the Daily Mail, the last person I would expect to see in Boy Bar is a former Republican congressman. I was taking a video of the go-go dancer on stage, and all of a sudden I saw him. He looked like he was enjoying himself. In regards to confirming the story, Shock hasn't spoken about it. However, he did post on his Instagram that he was visiting Mexico City over that exact same time period. You may recall that Shock resigned from Congress in 2015 amid allegations he had misappropriated campaign funds for his own use. This past March, federal prosecutors agreed to drop 24 charges of fraud, making false statements, and theft of government funds if he repaid more than $100,000 in misappropriated funds. Over the past several months, Shock, who has never publicly come out, has been spotted frolicking with shirtless gay men in a number of locales, including the Coachella Festival and a West Hollywood hotel pool. Long suspected of being gay, Shock angered the LGBTQ community by voting against LGBTQ rights and interests during his time in the House of Representatives. As a congressman representing Illinois, he voted against the repeal of Don't Ask, Don't Tell, against adding sexual orientation and gender identity to the federal hate crime laws, and for the Defense of Marriage Act, which would have defined marriage as only between a man and a woman. To be clear, I'm never one to out a gay person, unless they use their position to harm the LGBTQ community while enjoying the privileges that we've fought for. You best believe that country star Jake Owen loves his LGBTQ friends and colleagues. And when an anti-gay fan trolled his recent tribute for Pride Month, the 37-year-old singer clapped back in smooth country style. Owen shared in an Instagram post, quote, some of my closest friends and co-workers are part of the LGBT community, and I couldn't be more happy for the progress they've made. I'm inspired by people loving people, no matter who you are. I believe the world needs more love, no matter where it comes from. Owen went on to say he googled gayest songs of all time to find the right tune with which to record a musical tribute for Pride Month. 
He told his one million Instagram followers, the boys and I decided to put our country spin on Cher's Believe. Hope you dig. The singer, who's had seven number one hits on the country charts, closed the post with a clip of the song, writing, stay tuned, friends, and most importantly, love everyone, rainbow emoji included. But one fan wasn't in the mood to believe. Wrote the fan, suddenly I feel sick that I have tickets to your show here on Thursday night. That comment received nearly 300 responses, including one from Owen. He wrote, I'm sorry you feel sick that you have tickets to my show Thursday night. Maybe it would do you good to come out, smile, laugh, sing along with a bunch of strangers that are all going through what we call life. From there, Owen really hit his stride, telling her, It's really only you and a few other ignorant people that make yourself look silly. If you make it out to my show, come give me a hug. You need one. He also assured the former fan that if she decided not to attend the concert, quote, trust me, we will all be okay. We like to share our shows with people that are kind and loving. Snap. And that brings me to the end of this episode of The Randy Report. If you enjoy catching up on LGBTQ news in a quick podcast, I'd appreciate it if you wouldn't mind sharing The Randy Report with your friends. I like to think of this podcast as the 60 minutes of gay news, only shorter. And remember you can find me every single day on the internet at therandyreport.com where I cover the daily news cycle regarding politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community. I'll close this episode with just a bit of Jake Owen's countrified version of Believe. While the track isn't available yet on digital download sites, with seven number one hits to his name, it's possible Jake could score number eight when this gets released. Thanks for listening, folks. See you next time. You're gonna be the only